going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yeah. Welcome to the VAR bar, episode 43. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What it do, what it do. No, I'm joking you, man. Obviously, <laughs> man's feeling a bit alone. Sorry for the listeners. Everything's going to be good. Um, we've got an interesting episode ahead. But before we go into it, I hope for you listeners, I hope we saw VAR bar at your at least top three podcast listeners if you did the apple for sorry real, the spotify that's me man man them, me. man them are trying to come into our, our fpl league trying to win shirts and that but not listening they're not the listening thing. to the you get me hate yeah, to so see it we hope we hope we saw you um we hope we had you in your top three or at least number one listen podcast um if not this year definitely next year man but we appreciate the love and the support you have been giving us and like andy said Boy, that VAR Bar Fantasy League is looking interesting. Shout out hmm. Thomas Eaton. You're doing the thing. Uh, what? I don't think no one's taken him off since for the last three, four weeks, man. He's been... He's man, broke, yeah. He broke 700, didn't it? He's yeah, broke man. seven bills, bro. Well, well certain pod him. members ain't even hit Club 600, but hey. Yeah, if I talk... We talk... Mm. <laughs> the bull knows as well, you know. It's always the bull knows. Uh, they claim to be bull knows, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but like we say it's a marathon not a sprint aka kenna who's not about today and there's still a long way to go so yeah guys keep up the good work um gonna head straight into the news and um you know we always want to have positive news to talk about we always have something like uplifting but unfortunately we've got you know just some disappointing news to kick off with you lot um as some of you may or may have not seen some fans just couldn't, you know, hold back, hold it back for like a quick eight seconds as there were boos at the Millwall game and the Colchester game as the players at the teams took the knee. Um, as you all know, to show, you know, support for all lives, um, Black Lives Matter, sorry. So tell us, guys, what do you not think about that? Am I surprised? Probably not, to be no, honest. I anticipated it, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'd, well, to, to you know, like if we're talking about the history of what we know from their clubs, especially Millwall, like I think they've had, they've got the sort of historic sort of undertone of being a predominantly not predominantly actually, that's unfair to say, but I think that in terms of sort of the football league, they're probably known as uh, the the team or the club that you know have been um, sort of caught sort say of being, your chest, man. Um, sort of being racist, yeah, so sort of being racist. Um, in different in different sort of realms. When you think about them, you probably think about the typical sort of East East Londoner, um, sort of Cockney, um, sort of white, a well, predominantly white um, British man. Um, and yeah, they've they've just been known in the football community as being the, the team that that is sort of yeah advocates racism in it. So, am I surprised about what happened? Probably not. Um, but but yeah. I wanted to yeah touch on it because it was something that obviously like my initial reaction was obviously like like extreme disappointment. Obviously, we know that um the I think since football returned after COVID, um that football league and the Premier League like players have been taking a knee. And yeah, man, it was very, very disappointing. But I did kind of look into it like a little bit more, like just 
in terms of like the background and stuff. And like I, I wasn't buying anything that I was hearing from like the Millwall fans for the reasons that they were doing it. But why I actually wanted to touch on and wanted to get you guys insight in is what some other people have actually said about it. Like um, I've I discovered that Les Ferdinand, for instance, like director of football for QPR and Emil Heskey particularly, they've actually kind of almost in a way condemned kneeling as well by saying that it's become quite gimmicky and it's become, um, it's kind of like lost its meaning. And um, I feel as if it was important to kind of try and see where they're coming from. Because for me in these situations, especially like a sensitive topic like race, I do always get frustrated sometimes when I feel like prominent black figures say things which may sometimes potentially justify yeah. someone else's racism mm. sort of thing. Because they, they may be like, oh, well, Heskey says, um, is this or that? Les Ferdinand says this or that. So, so it surely, must be, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So for me, it was important to kind of delve into that. And a part of me wanted to play devil's advocate and kind of see where they're coming from. Because if I'm thinking about it, when I when I actually saw what their comments were, they basically said they were along the lines of um, it's lost this meaning. And mm. by 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 saying that, they're essentially saying that what actually are the FA doing? And it's, it's, a, it's a great mm. question, to be honest, because it's mm. one of those ones where, fine, you can take the knee. And I would obviously like to see players take the knee before matches. But is there education going on amongst players? Is there education going on on social mm. media? Is there education going on amongst fans? You know what I mean? Other than mm. taking the knee, what are these teams actually doing? On Basically, the flip yeah. side of that, uh, teams that aren't taking the knee, like it's all well and good saying, okay, fine, you know what? We're actually, we're not going to take the knee for this reason or whatever, but what are you doing? So for me, whether or not you decide to take the knee or not, I want to know what you guys are actually doing, doing towards kind of, yeah. exa exactly. Because otherwise, whether you take the knee or not, technically doesn't make a difference if that makes sense. So I kind of wanted to get, I guess, you guys inside without going too deep in it. Um, I suppose in terms of Heskey and Les Ferdinand saying that it's lost its meaning and taking the knee has become gimmicky. Like what, are, what is the pod's thoughts on that? I sorry, I agree with you, man. Um, I think um, when they did it, like in the summer, basically on Project Restart, that was fine. But then to carry it on for this season, and then removing the Black Black Lives Matter label on the shirt sleeves, at least for me, keep the Black Lives Matter label on the shirt sleeves. But then the knee thing, we 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 don't really have to be doing that, man. Up, up until now, to be honest. I think just to touch on basically as to play devil's advocate, I think um. I remember reading something. I think Harry Kane was basically saying that he wants us to continue doing so because the reason why he thinks it was important is because uh, people or in, in this country might look at it and think it's, it's slightly gimmicky, but in other countries with kids or um, kids will see, will watch some of their favourite stars doing so and then ask the question, oh, why is why are, why, why is X, Y, and Z taking the knee? And then obviously that's a chance for their parents to, to educate them on, on the reasons why to that. So it's, uh, I think, it, I, I'm, I'm would a it, bit would it, would it be much more effective to actually do something? To actually that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm to make an example of these fans. These fans, yeah. That's my point. That's why I think I was speaking to some of my friends like outside of the chat. And I was just like, do you think the FA should go on to charge the club or the sets of fans like how what what because something needs to be done in it it can't just be man. something needs yeah. to be done but some people were saying that um it's, it's technically not the club's fault but i was just like it's technically not the club's fault when sets of fans decide to fight in russia but they clubs still get fined do you get what i'm saying so like i'm, I'm a bit torn in the sense that 
I understand why the, I feel like the FA Cup, the FA are probably looking at this whole situation and probably say it, almost saying that the, the need is enough. You have to find the clubs, man. You have to. You, I remember Sterling man. said, like, you have to do a point deduction. I'm, I'm, I yeah, I'm for it. Same. Fully. I feel like you have to really set an example. And someone made a really Hard. good Twitter that, like, uh, Millwall, obviously, they're a London club. Yeah, they've got a lot of black players. Their academy apparently is predominantly black. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How are their players Feeling supposed enough. to feel yeah. that a, a, a section, not all, we don't obviously want to tarnish the whole Millwall fan base, but a section of their fan base are are not in support of them, essentially. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because yeah. They want to try and make it political. Whatever way you spin it. If Ain't the captain booing, of Millwall came out and made a statement. Do you know what I mean? If you're, booing, if you're booing like a peaceful protest, taking the knee, like then... You're against you're against the players. You don't. You, so how how can you support? How can you support those players? And, in, and and on the flip side, how can those players? How can those players feel supported by the fans? If they how, how can they even go out and play? Like, do you know what I mean? That's that's, that's the that's so that's such a good point there, um, Toast as well. Like I think someone mentioned there, the academy predominantly black players. Like they're seeing this, and going on to the players. Do you know what? For me, and I want to know what you guys think. When I when I saw that video, I'm thinking, wait. Let's make a statement. This is not acceptable. I felt maybe the Millwall black players, or even the white, even better was one of the white players walked off the pitch. Yeah, because the fans yeah. have come to watch their team. It would make a bigger impact yeah. if the players. Well, I, I really wish someone mm. did that, and that's kind of I'm in support of that as well. Yeah, yeah, that would, yeah. That would, is, I think now, I think now it's actually going to be deeper than that. Even the players just being able to walk off the pitch because they've got a contractual obligation to the club. That's but where the problem no is. No one's done it yet, Tabo. So until someone does it, then we can see what happens. No, I get it. I'm just talking about even previous examples of uh, even in America when someone should have been backed. Um, he lost deals, um, lost quite a lot of uh, his livelihood, wasn't allowed to play in the NFL just because of standing up. That's what I'm saying. The thing is that they I'm, might not be able to just come out, and it's not that easy, like to strike, to just have a strike. I don't think. And, I don't think it's a contractual thing though, because I was like, Troy Dean. I was listening to what Troy Dean was talking about on Think on Five Live or something like that. I mean, he was just like the Watford team have discussed it, and they said that if it happens to any of the players in the Watford team, they've agreed to walk off, like no no hesitation. So well, I think it's, it's I think I think it's just dependent on the clubs to what? almost say this is the situation. What happens if X, Y, and Z happens? Yeah. What was um, said by the club themselves? What, what in the statement? Some wishy-washy statement. So that, that wasn't the club, Mitchell. Sorry for our listeners. That was um, the fan. Um, Millwall, the, Millwall club made a statement too. Supporters man. club yeah. was it? Supporters club made a statement. So I don't know if we're confusing that with Millwall's one or the actual. Because I know the supporters club, as Tosin said, that they did a ridiculous statement, which I'm not going to give any time. Just for. said a, a lot of nothing. Yeah, basically. Well, the, the issue. The issue I'm that not racist, have, but. Yeah. The issue they've got in general. Like the issue they've got in general is that Millwall, if you've ever been to the stadium, is not a well-run club. It's 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 just bog standard sort of stadium. Like, and they rely on the fans so much because what happens is the fans come and they spend money in a stadium which isn't good enough. I spend a lot of money in there on behind the bar, and then they have fans which sort of um they work behind the bars free of charge to help the club out. So them going against the fans counteracts it so they, they no, don't no. but but they did release a statement to condemn those fans though. I mean but, 
Well, they, did they say? Did they say we condemn them? For yeah, those yeah, fans? yeah. They said they, they said the, that exactly, they oh, okay. them, and that oh. they stand with the black lives. I mean, I mean, it's it's not just it didn't just happen at Millwall this weekend. It happened at Colchester as well. And the owner yeah. has formally come out to say that those individuals um, should not be coming to the games. United West Ham as well. Sorry, a small section. A small section. Yes, yeah, United oh. West Ham will be in as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't aware of the United one. But, um, but listen, I mean, interesting. Uh, sorry, interesting enough. Like, um, I was just watching yesterday the Anton Ferdinand um, documentary, and I don't know if you lot watched it as well. Has, has anyone watched? I haven't, it? I haven't watched it yet. No. I've, I've watched it. I, I, I felt like it was pretty insightful and interesting to see actually how much these guys are not backed in these situation and actually how it turns on them to make them feel like victims. That's why I'm saying, I'm sorry, the, not the victim, but the, the aggressor himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is what happened to Anton Ferdinand uh, in the situation that he had. Mm-hmm. And, and the FA didn't come out to speak out. And also this organization kick it out. The, the guy that works for them is saying that he also felt like he can't come and speak out because the organization is backed by the FA, by whoever, the Premier League, and that people have previously lost jobs. So it's not just, do you know what I mean? It's not just it's that. systematic, it's, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And only when Anton Ferdinand's situation happened was the first time they had uh, a woman on the board and a, a person of color on the board. Before that, it was just, do you know what I mean? For the, and they kick it out. No, no, no. Just on the FA board in general. On the FA board. Okay. But I do yeah. think the whole, so with the social media impact is what's happening with the whole Black Lives Matter situation, um, movement and obviously what's happening with things that happen in football. I do feel like players can almost do more and, and for example, things like walk out, walk off the pitch if, if, if it was to happen, knowing that they, they will most likely did not be backed, if not by the club directly, by by the BLM movement in itself or people like yeah. social media is such a big platform. It's yeah, almost impossible. They've got power now. This is why I was saying to you that it's interesting if you watch the thing that Anton actually has never spoken about it up until this documentary. Now, exactly, yeah. Nine years later. And yeah. he explains to you what he had to deal with, even though he never said anything. Do you understand? And no one actually was there to back him. And yeah. he, he even goes to the extent of going back to his old manager to say, yo, like, why didn't you kind of back me kind of situation? And yeah. like, I was not fine. And he says he didn't realise the magnitude of it at the time as well. Yeah. Until he started getting all this abuse online from fans saying, oh, you've got rid of our England captain, Capello resigning. Because so all of those things is like it's playing against him and people were blaming him. Mm. You understand? So I feel like that's why players don't even come out to speak up, speak out or to say um, the situation of walking off the pitch because maybe the club won't even back them in that situation. I feel like um, that's a very good point there, Tabs. And for any of our listeners, and I know some of the guys here are going to go and watch it. um, It is a very good viewing of the whole story. I mean, um, yeah. I opened my eyes. I, I, I didn't know the magnitude of the issue as much till yeah. I watched it. So definitely one for them to look out for. Um, but we're not going to give some of these guys um, the time and air time that they deserve for their stupid um, actions. Um, we just hope, you know, um, some people just start to educate themselves a bit more and then we can start, you know, living in a better world. 
Going to move on to the next um, news story. I think something that came out maybe some hours ago today. Um, Paul Pogba, his agent has come out and basically said, look, he's, he, he wants to leave the club. Um, before we go to United fans, I want to go to the non-United fans. And I know um, Andy and Toast, you've had some strong views on this. I want to hear from you guys first before we touch on United fans. Pog's um... leaving. Busy leaving. <laughs> Look for me. What What do you want to hear? What What do you want to know? Like the just him in terms of the, situ- the situation. Now this has all come out. Yeah, I think it's a bit weird to be honest. I saw the guys discussing it um, earlier in the chat where there's a bit. There's been a bit of a yo-yo in regards to the information in regards to Pogba staying or not staying because in the summer there was like they were saying like he's gonna they, they're gonna trigger the extension and then he will sign on after that as well. But then now it seems that he's categorically not signing and there's been a breakdown in communication with United and Pogba and his team. So I don't know where this has come from. This is very random. This is also off the back of Pogba um, trying to rally his troops for the Leipzig games and the Christmas games. So it's a, it's a bit of a weird one, man. But I don't know from a United point, stand, stand, what point of view. I don't know. How they look at this? It's definitely a weird one, man. And like, if I'm honest, like, I think it's been somewhat inevitable. To, in, inevitable, to be honest, I'm surprised it hasn't yep. happened sooner that we haven't heard him kind of come out and kind of say something like this. I mean, like, Pog was like one of my favorite players, like, um, in the Prem. Like, I've got a lot of love for him. But um, if I have to be dead honest, like, it's he's not. He's probably not lived up to the expectation that. The whole Prem, if not May United, had of him when um, they first signed him. I mean, he's, he feels very much like he doesn't really seem like the player we all kind of expected him to be. And he's very much in in form sometimes, out of form sometimes. He he doesn't he just doesn't even seem engaged all the time. And I definitely feel as if, even though they don't they don't they don't exactly play the same position, I definitely feel as if um, he's kind of taken a back seat. Um, since like Bruno's kind of come in, uh, he scored I think on the weekend. But before then, I think he'd scored like two goals in like was it forty-seven games or fifty games, and he's not assisting as much. I mean, I'm just not necessarily. I mean, I don't really feel like it's his midfield or his team anymore. So I mean, yeah, in a way, I'm not, I'm not really surprised by this move to be honest. And to be honest, I obviously hope if he does end up leaving, if he runs out his contract, if he, if he goes quite soon, that. He kind of just leaves on a high, man, because I'd hate for Pogs to go outside. He's like one of my favorite players, like I said. He's just, um, yeah, just from a United. Take it off, man. I was about to go to you, man. Anyways, <laughs> just from my, like, I won't like go into too much here because I'm sure we'll touch on it um a bit more in, in the game to, when we're sort of analyzing the game. But I just think um, I think I love I love Pogba, and I want to make it clear I love Pogba. Always have, as like Toe said, he's really one of my favorite players for a long time now. But I'm at a point now where five years in, I think it's five years deep now, maybe four. It just feels like it's just more, it's, it's just more work than it's, than it's worth. I'm looking at United's team now. I'm like, right now, we need everyone on, like, everyone. I look at, like, my favourite player, obviously, now, which is Bruno at United. Like, he just looks so invested in our club and what, what we're trying to achieve. We're not the best, we're not the perfect, but, like, he, like I think there's a clip of when we scored um, at West Ham. Um, he was going mad, like he was celebrating, like, and like Tellez was in the corner, he was celebrating. Like, I want those kind of players. Um, Pogba, of course, he's like a luxury player, like, 
you're always going to want players of uh, that caliber. But I feel like with everything that's coming out, yeah, like even I'm not going to put all the blame on Pogba because the fact is it didn't come out of his mouth. I feel like it, for someone of Pogba's importance, that Mina Raiola would not come out and say something like that if there wasn't a hint of truth in it. He, like these guys aren't invincible. Like they're, they're, there's obviously a, a conversation that's happened prior for him to then come out and say, yeah, Pog, like he, he's talking categorically. It's not in hindsight. It's not, he's not talking like, oh yeah, maybe he might not, might not be. He's like, Pogba is going to leave. And he thinks that United should move him on and get some money back. Like this is very categorical. And I just feel like I'm kind of at a point where I'm kind of done with it. Um, and I just, well, what, sorry, sorry. What was interesting to me about that statement as well, is like, he said one of the reasons was that Pogba didn't feel like he's receiving the proper backing from United. In but what else can to, we do, though? That's in, regards point, to, like... in regards to doing um, he, something about, like, he can't express himself the way he wants to express himself kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a United issue or, like, a being in England issue. Pitch? On the pitch? Or in I, the... I, personally, I personally think it's working, um, living in, um, playing for an England team. I think the media here, I've just had him by the throat since he's arrived. And I think he, I genuinely think he could play for anyone. I am in the, and we it still be Pogba in everyone's lips at the beginning of the week. Like, I just think, I think the best thing for him to do is just go abroad and just live the rest of his career at another club, personally. Cause I think he's just never going to win over the, the, the media. And I think that's that played a, like a, a big part in, in, in why he's not happy. Cause when you actually look at United, we've given him countless, countless um, support and energy, countless. Like, Every yeah, single this, time a manager comes out, other than probably Jose, yeah, they come out and defend him. Yeah, this is the quote from Mino. So Paul is unhappy with Man United, Man United, as he is no longer able to express himself in the way that he would like, and he is expected to. Paul needs a new team, a change of air. It's weird oh, to me, no. bro. So what, what what did he mean by not being able to express himself? I don't like, get. This is what he did know. with Jose, and people will still come and say Jose. That, that, man. Wait, I'm tired <laughs> of Pogba, man. I think he needs to grow get up. rid of the don. The, the guy simple. was bought for record money at the time, and yeah, he's shown moments like when Oli first came in, he was scoring and whatever else, but he's not done it, man. So it's time to go. Like I'm not having this whole. Uh, I'm, I'm not able to express myself. Yeah, the fact it's, is, it's, it's, Bruno Fernandez has come in and done more in the since how yeah. in the Popper in five. Mark Moore, 100%. Would you, United fans, would you agree with that statement that Bruno's done more? Facts. <laughs> facts. Yeah, yes, man. I mean, it's clear that just look at. I mean, I've been saying this a lot this weekend, but you, all you got to do is just look at the numbers, man. Um, Bruno's done a mazine. Even um, the importance, um, praise when you actually deep it. Like even though when even when Bruno, like as you said, we're losing. Yeah, we're losing one nil at halftime. Pogba's on the pitch, you know. Bruno comes on, even though I didn't feel like I tested. He was doing loads, mm. but he, just just the impact his that he presence, has on the his presence, presence, presence alone. Presence alone. And I don't presence. remember a game when I thought like, yeah, Beezy's come on, and his presence alone has made our whole team look ten times better. I can't remember. There's been there's been a couple. I mean, like I, I PSG, mean, PSG, who came on. And- yeah, and then you know when he came back from his long layoff injury, uh, the Tottenham game after the uh, lockdown. Yeah, um, yeah, He looked really good, and he kind of. Um, and then there was a Watford game, I believe, that he came on again, and we looked like a completely better team with him coming on. So I feel like that's a little bit harsh in that regard. But for, from my perspective, like I've heard everything that you man said, and um, you know, obviously, Raiola has done this numerous times where he said certain things you know that are like kind of groundbreaking statements around Pogba and his future and um, this is this is something he has done before 
Um, and it does seem like it is a little bit more final this time. But, you know, from my perspective, I don't think that um, as fans, I don't think that we've treated Pogba um, in the way that you should treat a player that plays for your club, um, personally. Uh, I, I get it that he's a world record signing and he's a world class, you know, considered a world class player by many. But some of, some of the behaviour from the fans towards him has been disgusting and and out of pocket and unnecessary at times. Um, so for now, for me, my perspective is if he does leave, then fair enough. Like like he man have already said, he is one of my, um, you know, he's one of my favourite players as well. Um, and I'll I'll support him for as long as he's at the club. I think that's that's kind of the stance that I'm taking on it. So, yeah, man. Love that. And we're going to yeah. leave it there on the on the purple talk. Um, but obviously, you know, we'll watch this space and we'll see how things develop. Um, again, we're going to the games because it's a big game for United in the league. Um, but one last piece of news before we move on to the games. Um, in the last hour or two, again, um, the Euro, sorry, the World Cup 2020 qualifying groups have been announced, um, obviously for the European clubs. Nothing too worth more trip, well, mouth watering, but some key groups where the games could be a bit interesting um, in Group E. Belgium have been tied with Wales and the Czech Republic, so that should be an interesting um, group. And um, I guess maybe possibly Group G, Netherlands with Turkey and nowhere. Um, you see Eric Haaland, he's going to be, you know, probably at his form now. Um, he might carry the team. And um, last that, but no, least, that Norway team, yeah? <laughs> if you look at play for players, bro. Yeah. Couple scary. young G's, isn't it? Couple oh, young G's. Scary, man. And, and whilst on that, Andy, that's a good point because, you know, they've not always been the bit, the best club, but you lot, apart from the main, you know, European clubs and stuff, who, who do you think we need to start paying an interest more? Do you, or do you reckon it's still the typical Portugal, Spain, Italy, you know? Yeah. Is it still the normal Big Ten? Or are there any uh, smaller uh, countries? Norway, that... as, 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 as Thing just mentioned, Norway have got five or six solid, solid players that are coming up. And probably reach yeah. peak this, is a great, this is a great question. This is a very good question. I think, apart from Norway, I think um, maybe Wales have a couple yeah. of good young players. Scotland are coming up. Mm. Um, yeah, good shot on Scotland, man. I mean, they've you, struggled, yeah. but yeah, they. Uh, you, got, I think, to be honest, even like Portugal, though, because I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they won. They won Euro twenty sixteen, but like Portugal have kind of struggled to yeah, kind yeah, of produce really. Yeah, talent. You understand, produce mm. talent for a long time in it. So I feel as if this is like their golden generation. Like I don't, Definitely. even though they won Euro 2016, I don't feel as if Portugal have ever competed in my lifetime. Like previously, yeah. they never had the squad, and now they finally have an abundance of talent. They've so, had, they've but, had, they just been. Yeah, I, mean, nah, I don't think, I don't think so, man. The the even 04, they got to the Euro <clears throat> final. That team wasn't. Fantastic. They had I mean, stars, but they didn't have like, they had a, they had an aging Figo and aging yeah. what well, Rui Costa. Figo, and... yeah, Rui Costa, like Jao Pinto, but they weren't like Parlette, man. You never ever, you never ever thought Portugal were gonna win like a they were never favourites, basically. They were yeah. never favourites. Yeah. yeah. So this is definitely the golden generation for me. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, in terms of like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. In terms of like the new up, new favourites, I would I would definitely put what's it, what's the name um, Portugal up there, man. I agree. With definitely. You. But in terms of what Monia was asking, like the the smaller, lower, lower countries, man, like yeah. there's a few, there's a few, there's a few there, man, that can that can you know cause shockwaves, cause some problems, yeah. And then obviously, last but not least, um, England's group, um, they've been probably the biggest competition they have is Poland. You know, 
um, with Lewandowski, um, he will obviously lead his country. Um, and then they've actually That's been it, tied. They've been tied with the local bike man, San Marino. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> that country, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just know that's six points. Yeah. Them in your group, you know already. <laughs> that's your group. But yeah, so you know, we'll see when. I'm not even sure when the qualifiers start, but yeah, normal service for most of the countries to get into Qatar, which would be obviously the first Winter World Cup. Mad. It's that time, isn't it? Moving on to the games, and we're gonna, you know, keep up with the. England captains, you know, his club team, Harry Kane. Um, it was the big North London derby on the weekend. And prior to this game, um, I think Stephen mentioned that these are the type of games when the team's not in form, in this case, Arsenal, it could bring them to form. Or if a team at Tottenham who are flying high could give them that extra drive to, you know, potentially, and it's good that Kinner's not here, um, go and possibly win the league. And... Um, yeah, man. <laughs> my boys didn't turn up. Um, I mean, we'll go into the game. There's ifs and buts, but as we all know now, Tottenham went out to win the game 2 0. And um, we're going to give Calvin his time, but I think, you know, I want to knock on the Arsenal boys and, and you know, just, you know just, just talk to us about what's happening at the club because not only was this a bad defeat, this is um, a damaging defeat for the club. Where we're at at the moment, just, you know, scary times, to be fair. And I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again, it's not, it's not looking good for Arteta. Things have to change very quickly. And with how we're playing and performing in our form, these games just get, do not get any easier. Um, so who wants to line it up first? I mean, Toast, I know you've been active, but I want to hear from, you know, our Bexley brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, man, um, it's a fr- really frustrating game for me to be honest, to even analyze because it was just full of disappointment from probably from the get go. To be honest, um, what would you want a full sort of analysis of the game, or do you want my feelings? I'd no, we'll do. The, let's do the game first, bro. Do the game. We'll get. We'll get time to. Um, have our yeah, the game was quite really you know you saw it's like a Mourinho performance really you knew what was coming um from early doors they were just sitting back but um from them sitting back you could see the the counter attack was always going to happen because it, it you know from the first sort of first minute there was a chance that Kane started going and he nearly set through someone um so you knew it was it, that was their game plan you knew their game plan from the get-go um and then the first goal um, I can't remember who scored it. Come on, bro. Sorry, it's, Min. Aki, no, it's hard to forget. forget yeah, that bro, it's, it's that yeah. painful. You know when you just want to forget, Zan? Um, Sorry to interrupt you there, Mitch. Um, but let's just, you know, I know Calvin's going to talk about it because I know he's probably left this... I'm chomping at the bit. Know. You know <laughs> what? Posting. In games like this, right, you know when that happens, you just know for an Arsenal fan, it's not going to be our day. Like, you don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a knockout blow, man. Like, I want to analyze the goal though, but I know you guys will touch on it a bit more. But likewise, to be right, honest, I think I think that goal, yeah, looking at it, yeah, any thirty goal scorer would have bagged, would have bagged, would have bagged. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Son's goal. I'm talking about Son's goal because 
if you're using like a striker that knows how to whip it, if you're using like if you see the goalkeepers are of his line quite significantly, uh, I see what Andy's saying. Like, and a, you can see that, and there's a defender that's in front of you, but he's not committing to you. Normal, bro. That's what he did. Yeah. It wasn't it bins, 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 to be honest. It wasn't yeah. bins, he bent exactly. over him because he was off yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah but that's another thing as well. There was a lot of mistakes going on the run up to the get to the goal anyway. First of all, yeah. first of all, Shaka's press was delayed. He's left the man You've got behind. Got boards a cane. You've got yeah, him. He's um Partey. Partey is at fault again. They've got. A, you've got to take him out there. He's you, too you know, he was injured, man. With the pepper, oh, dog, yeah, sorry, I was going to say. I can tell that Partey was injured just from yeah. the way he shirked out of the cane. The cane exactly. parts, man. There, there was could... a few challenges, man. Uh, but I've no, I've no regrets about Partey playing anyway. We'll get into that later. But yeah. Um, and then obviously f- from my point is again Bellerin's tracking, Williams tracking is not good enough. Uh, Holding, yeah. I think at first anyway, he's got to engage with a player straight away yeah. because he's, if you let a player like Son yeah. turn at you, you're you're asking for yeah. trouble. It's as simple as that. Um, I'm not a defender, then, yeah, but Monia, sorry, 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 Mitch. I'm not a defender, but Monia, correct me. For me, like, even when I'm just playing normal football, yeah, and I'm playing against someone that's skillful or that, yeah. that knows that can I beat mean, me, I'm committing, bro. I just need to understand Holden's defending sometimes because this is not the first time it's happened. What other game was it? Not the first. Be, when it became a, well, I, th- I think a, I didn't a get go, that. A going, a going meme for how he was dancing in and out with someone. So. Barkley. What, 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 what are you doing? Was, I think I was, what I was yeah, yeah, Barkley. The Barkley one was funny. That's it. Sorry, Andy. Oh. The Barkley one was funny. What I was saying with Holden, right, as a defender, yes, what he was doing was okay, but he has to be closer. He's giving Son too much space. And if you look yeah. at, just before um, Son takes a shot, yeah. Holden's positioning, his body's too, he's too yep. slow to react to it. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. You do yeah, what you think was that. right, but be a bit closer to him. And just, it's simple football. You stop the shot. You know what he's like. You take him to his left. Bad. I, think, is, I think I think Holden has like, to hold corn. Definitely. It's not just, yeah. it's like, not just holding, though. That's the thing that's annoying. Nah, Mitchell. It's, yeah. it's, from, it's, it's, no, no, no. From what, no let me, let me, let me learn. I think Holden, yes, is at fault for dropping off. He should have engaged. But once that happens, Bellerin is now just, he's looking to looking for the cameras just to make it look like he ran back. But he's running back for no reason. He's no, running, but he's, Mitch, he's, the problem is, and you the can't have a player run forty, maybe like forty yards without engaging him once. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's, go, that's ghost defending because yeah, Son could I mean. have that's, made I, the I, exact I same that. run. Yeah, and I don't, I don't feel as if if a player was there or not, he would have made the exact same run. You know what it is? You know what it is? You know what it is? He was just shook. He was just shook of getting beat. He was. On the you're getting beat, bro. But what I think you don't know, but what what Mitch just said is right in the sense that if Bellerin was further back here, then. Holding can engage knowing that he can't beat him on the outside because Bellerin's there. But the fact is, Bellerin wasn't back enough. And then Holding has look, you it's I, I don't even wrong, I agree. He should he should have no, he, no, don't get me wrong. I, I actually I agree that he should have he should have engaged. However, I actually when you actually look at the goal, if the Donnie engaged, Sonny can still leg no, it with his left no, but then but then but then but then but then Leno would have taken his time and gone back to his position and then yeah. that's another thing. From my perspective, I feel like Son only had one thing in his mind. As soon as he picked up the ball, it was Thank to you. it was to run, it was to run at um holding. He saw he saw the he saw the weakness and he ran straight at it. So for me, I think like holding probably saw R. Re- uh, Regulon was was um, making the, the run on the outside, so I might have to track that, which is why he dropped off even more. But I'm not going to give him that because yes. Son is the main threat. Son you is the main. You have to eliminate the you threat. Have, you exactly. have to engage with the threat. So that mm-hmm. for me, Holden has to hold corn, man. 
Okay, like, okay, okay. okay. I've seen Sonny skip Sonny past Donny's. Uh, no, sorry, Tree, we're going to carry on with the um, Arsenal review. So that's I, agree, I agree I agree with you, man, though. I do agree. Mitchell, Mitchell walk, walk, talk us through what happened after that, mate. Um, and then, obviously, um, Arsenal were actually... We, we had a lot of the ball, um, a lot of possession, and we were, you know, getting the ball out wide, trying to get the crosses in. And I think that's part of Arteta's plan, isn't it? Get the ball out wide and try and get the crosses in. But I think the issue that we've got at the moment is that when we cross it, um is not the best in the air so it's got to be a pinpoint cross it's got to be a low cross or a point across that's got that's going to find someone every time um so those chances kept popping off um there was even a chance for Lacazette to um to score as well when if he just showed a bit of a burst um but from one of the attacks that we had so <laughs> we've pushed on <laughs> bro he's actually frustrated talking about that <laughs> It's pure pain. I don't think you understand. Um, yeah, so we're attacking. We've got a clear chance. Um, Bellerin is running. He's, I, I don't know what he's thinking, but he's he sort of passed it behind Aubameyang. Um, and from that, Spurs have got it. Shaq has then pressed again. He's pressed again and left Hoiberg behind. Mm. All it was was a little dink over to Hoiberg. Lacelso. Um, to Lacelso, sorry. Lacelso. Um, and then I think it's gone Lo Celso to Son. Son's dribbled. Um, and all he's done is just waited for Kane's overlapping run. Kane's overlapped, dinks it to him. And I'm not going to lie, the finish was clinical. And that's why he is he's the best driver in the league. You know what, man? Well, not Aubameyang, no? I'm not going to... I know C-Sides is loving this right now, but... Yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll be like I'll be honest, isn't it? Like, I'm not gonna be a hypocrite because if it was Shaka or Sabayos or if it was anyone else, I would have been ripping him to shreds. Like, for me, what's so frustrating about Arsenal is Partey clearly doesn't understand like the importance of the North London derby yet. Go because floor, if if you do, if it means you rugby tackle someone and take a yellow card on the floor, then by all means. You cannot turn your back on the play and come off the pitch, hamstring or not. That makes no sense. No, it's absolutely crazy for him yeah. to have done that and then for Tottenham to have countered. By the time he turned around, Tottenham were already past him. It's absolutely criminal, man. But, yeah. but Tuss, let, me, let, me just... ask, let me ask you a question, Dust, yeah? So, obviously, this is, this is a guy that's played, you know, he's, he's an experienced player. Um, obviously, I'll start questioning the manager when, when things yeah. like this happen. So, would he do that? Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid... Would he do that if Diego Simeone is his coach? Now, I, do you know I, what? Like, sorry, sorry, Mitch. Can I just jump in here? Yeah. That whole Thomas Party thing is just poor communication from the whole club. Because if Thomas Party is injured, he either sits down on the pitch, yeah, and then we ask him whether to make the decision. Because we, at the time, he was injured. We had the ball. We made the decision whether to kick the ball out or not. You do not walk off. Someone has to tell him. Okay, so that's the first mistake. Cannot. Walk so he, off. he starts to walk off. Now, he needs to tell someone that he's walking off because there was a massive gap left in the midfield. So, obviously, he's not communicating this to anyone. So, someone should know that, oh, party's coming off. Let's hold back. Because if you see Xhaka's positioning, he's, like, literally 10 yards, no, 5, 10 yards from the 18-yard line. So, that ball from, um, I don't know who it was from Tottenham that found Kane, it was empty. So, from there, it's just, it was from the start to the end. I think that just sums sums us up this whole should he really have been playing though? So that's, that's another question. Like, we don't know. This, let's not go through this because we all, 
I for one was celebrating when I every Arsenal fan. Was so yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. To be fair, oh, let's not do this question. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do. We, that. we know when he played. The game, he didn't man. play bad. We know when he played. He didn't play bad. No, no, so. no. When I say no, 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 no. When I say he should be playing, it's not the fact that, of course, everyone. You look. I remember I even said. I think. Um. I said the advantage. Um. Arsenal. When I saw he was playing. So obviously on paper, part eight in an Arsenal team is better. But what I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure I read reports that he was going to be out till Jan. And then yeah, I heard that he's. So and you're then not, I heard Steven, that he, you're not wrong. You're I, not wrong. Because then when I heard I saw, he was he was he 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 was trained. He only trained for two days. Then he's playing the North London derby. So that's my yeah, question. I'm like, you're not you're not wrong. So that's hindsight. obviously we 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 don't have the answer for that one because from what we heard as well, I wasn't expecting to see him till past Jan. Um, I mean, it's past December. Sorry, so maybe January. So we don't know what happened there, but. Um, I think it's time we give the man of the moment his his his, his airtime. Um, ah, it pays me, it pays me. But my boy, you know, my local Don, see strides, man. Mm. Talk to me, my G. <clears throat> Firstly, I just want to say um, I've had a lot in the last five ten minutes, and I don't think enough credit's been given to to Son for the first goal. You can say a holding should have shut him down or close the angle, whatever it else, but. That finish is unreal. That finish is is a world class finish, and he has no right to put that in the top corner. So, I feel like yeah, we can we could take take apart the defending, but let's just give credit to the to the forward man because it was quality. Yeah. Um, in terms of the game, like I said, I said last week, I think Char asked the question whether we'll take the game to Arsenal, and just simply because of how poor they are at the moment. But I said nah, we'll sit back and. We were playing to our hands and Arsenal. It's like they they didn't know how so we've been naive. playing for the last yeah, like like they haven't watched us for the last however many games we played against the bigger sides. We sat there, we soaked up the pressure, we hit them on the break. You can have the ball, you can have seventy percent possession. But what are you doing with it? Crossing it in. It don't like for me. I never at any point in the game felt nervous, felt anxious, felt uncomfortable. I was sat can there I, with my feet just, up, and I, I, I and the, the win was never in doubt for me. So, were you saying Tobbs? No, I just wanted to actually um, touch on that as well, that it's funny that loads of teams actually just know that, you know what, actually just let Arsenal have the ball and we can just wait and counter. It's not just Tottenham that have done this. And this is, yeah, but even just in previous seasons, like teams just know that, look, listen, just wait for Arsenal, wait for the opportunity, they will give it to us. And this is just becoming a habit and like, I, I just don't know anymore. Never learn. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know whether it's Wenger, Emery, Ateta. Like, it don't matter. It's just the same mentality at the club. It's just I think poor. it's personnel, to be honest. Xhaka and Bellerin and transition just poor. Just absolutely poor. diabolical. Stry- Stry- so, Stry- sorry, Strides. Yeah, sorry, Strides. Yeah. I just wanted to touch yeah. on that. No, no, I think, yeah, that's obviously... Um, a fair point. Maybe, maybe that is the case. I mean, I don't necessarily think Arsenal played particularly badly. I just don't think they ever believed within themselves that they were going to get anything from the game. You know, the last thing you want to do is concede an early goal to Jose Mourinho, and then you're almost playing into our hands even more so, having to, to take the game to us. Um, I thought the second goal, as as Mitch said earlier, was just a fantastic counter attack. Obviously, the Partey situation was a bit peak. Obviously, him walking off, which is inexcusable, but. We we the the way we picked our passes, the weight of pass, the time in the run, the movement, it's definitely something that we have we have worked on. And it's and I'm so impressed with how we pick our passes on the counter-attack. Like everything is 
precise. Even moments last week against Chelsea where we, we created a few half chances, the passing was crisp, it was precise, it was to feet. And there's there's real patterns emerging with when we attack. So yeah, man, I think just in general, like we just we look good, very, very good at the back. A lot's been said about Eric Dyer and different things. It was big to have Alduarod back. It was big to have Lloris playing because he was a doubt. Serge Aurier has turned his his whole Tottenham career around because prior to this season, I wanted him gone. But he's yeah, not given that. Yeah, I wanted him gone. And I think he was fantastic yesterday as well. And same looking, man. Yeah, literally. And maybe maybe our signing Doki was the reason why he's turned his form around and he's starting to put in top performances. We've played United, City, Chelsea, and Arsenal and picked up 10 points. If you said that to me before the at the beginning of the season, I'd have laughed. So we've shown much, like just so much progress in a short space of time. I'm not going to get carried away, but <clears throat> yesterday was a routine victory for us, man. And I'm just looking forward to Liverpool now. And I'll tell you something now, like I'm always worried to go to Anfield, but I'm not this season. I've got a little feeling that we might just do something there. So yeah, for me, it was just a, a game that I expected us to win, but the fact that we actually got the win Hello. and get we get bragging rights as well, because, uh, you know, that's obviously important as well. So yeah, man, we move on now, but... I want to I want to say one last, last final thing in it, like from how I kind of viewed the game, because obviously in the Varba podcast group chat, there's been a lot of chit chat about Arsenal and quality chances, this and that, this and that. And Mitch made a great point earlier with regards to um, uh, Laka, Lacazette's headers. Like you look at Kieran Tierney, like a player with like really, really great potential. What is Kieran Tierney's best attribute? He gets down the wing and he crosses it. But who is he crossing it to? Alex Scott said yesterday that Aubameyang scored three headers out of 74. That's less than 5%. Lacazette scored 40 Premier League goals. Four of them have been headers. That's less than 10%. That's, that, that is 10%, sorry. So you're talking about having complementary players that actually play to each other's strengths. Like, Strides touched on it. Like, the, you, you can see the way Tottenham play and their attacks. Like, there's actually, there's actually sense and substance to their attacks. It, it's not just fruitless attacks. What's the point of having a Kieran Tierney whipping in crosses to an Aubameyang who doesn't score headers. Like, it's not Jogba or Benteke in the middle of the box. So you can put in as many crosses as you like. You can put you can put crosses in until Jesus comes. It doesn't make a difference. Like, if you're not playing to your strengths, you yeah, have like but a Toast, Toast, sorry to interrupt. I don't really feel, I know what you're saying, but with Kirantini though, not all of them are in the air though. Like, he does show other options. I think it's quite harsh to just say like eyes. Because I know I was watching Alex Scott. She's saying about the whole headers. All, all, all I'm seeing is um like... He's the only one that's are, willing to actually... Our head, our head height. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I've, I've, I can't remember the last time that Lacazette or Bamiyang got across somebody. And but do you know the thing is though? Because Toast, by the time, there's no one showing for feet. He's having just to hope that someone's going to header it. I think that's the problem. But that's I feel like, I feel that, like, that's the like, problem in itself, Munya. I feel like Yang think... isn't really a, a one-touch finisher though. He's usually a... Bro, he is. Oh my... The season he nah, won, nah. The, gold, <laughs> the golden boot. Watch the season. I remember he nah, had but that... But it is though, Munya. It's, it's the position where he's crossing from. It's not a, a case yeah. of... You know when you get to the byline and you can pull things back or you can put things across the face he of the goal to See strikers, deep, deep you know. I know you no, bad goals, but yeah, no, daily, this see yeah. strikers. My guy, hey. Yeah, I, listen, I play, I play as a striker. I'm no Aubameyang. Don't get me wrong, but right, I don't want goals, crosses. Though, I know that. Come on, G. But I don't want, <laughs> I don't want crosses from, let's say, deep left or edge yeah. of the box, but out wide. I want crosses that are being pulled back or drilled across. Like yeah. a lot of the goals this season that Calvert Lewin's got, 
from Dean Crosses or from, from Paul. And they're pullbacks, they're tappings. That's what strikers want. You don't want... Simple. You don't want, like... Don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, he's not here, but <laughs> Kenneth was mentioning the Aubameyang header earlier for the, the Tierney cross. Like, I think it was a half chance. I don't think... It's not a quality does, chance. It's not. Quality, yeah, it's like, if he scores, okay. he's done, he's okay. done this, an amazing header, but... Okay. Can I ask you a question? Let me ask you a question. There's one inexcusable chance. Even Perez was like, yo, I was getting ready to celebrate, basically. That's what he was saying. When Partey ran oh, through yeah. the midfield, yeah, passed the ball to Aubameyang, like, what, what else do you want Aubameyang to do in that situation? That's a confidence thing, though. So then don't, don't talk to me about saying that, oh, because he's not getting the cutbacks, he's not getting this. He got that oh, right there on though. the platter. No, 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 it's not a cross. Oh, just, and again, that's you expecting perfect. him to take one good scenario and convert it. Okay, he wouldn't get 100% not, not one. Second half, he had another one. Second half, he had another one against Toby, where he could have actually yeah. tried to take him on. Yeah, that was weak. Um, and he, he he shot in the... Like, come on. That's when Kane good. shot with his left foot, yeah... Like you Vince. could see, you could see the way Kane actually shot, the way he put weight into when the, the shot, angle yeah. opened for yeah. him, boy. Oh. Yeah. When he put the weight into the shot, that, he said, uh, "I'm putting this, I'm putting this, I'm putting mm. this top bins, yeah." Mm. So Apparently this keeper has, still, still has no down, has man. no chance to save it. <laughs> Aubameyang is shooting with his left foot with no conviction, yeah. no nothing. Like are we like, saying, Bubs, what, what what point are you making though? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm making the point that you lot are trying to defend Aubameyang, saying that he's not getting. I'm not. You are. You are. I'm not because, defending Aubameyang. Because, and I said because it even Aubameyang's movement was very poor. For you guys to be saying that these crosses weren't uh, being put in the right positions, Aubameyang's so position in general. It's an explanation. It's not a different. Like us saying that Aubameyang is not confident. Is that this is not him. This is not us making excuses for him. We're just giving you an explanation. What's the re? Like it's clear as day. Like I, I am not backing Aubameyang. What did I say after the Leeds game when Bellerin put a through ball into? To, to Saka. Aubameyang was on a halfway line on a counter-attack. Our centre-forward was on a halfway line. So, don't come at me saying I'm I'm defending Aubameyang. I'm not I'm not yeah. defending Aubameyang for how many no, games? But, but slightly, slightly even, um, what's it called? Strike saying that as a striker, I want it like this, I want it. I watched Aubameyang the whole game, yeah, when the crosses were coming in. He's like the furthest man back. In, in all, in, no, in I, all, no like, I understand and, that. And, and, and I even said, yeah, in the chat, if you know, yeah, that you're you're bought, like the guys that are crossing it in are not even beating the first man, why are you not gambling to then go to the front post and steal and nick it? He, he not once did he do that. So no, I agree. Yeah, but I agree. Well, I agree, I agree. So. It came up yesterday on during the game that you've created the least amount of chances in the league, which is a shocking stat. I, could, I didn't know it was that bad. To think that Sheffield United have created more chances than you is unbelievable. With that being said, <sighs> I still believe though that, yeah. and you, you're making a good point, Tarbs. That he he has to do more. He has to sometimes grab he the game. Just by the didn't look on it at all. But he, yeah, his body all. language just yeah. don't seem like no, the same as Aubameyang. Honestly, like 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 correct. Exactly. The, the two that's chances it. as well, especially the, the first one, Tab, you're talking about when Party put him through. I think everyone just saw that he hesitated, and you is never it see him is it hesitate. Yeah. He's or gone. It, it's gone. Or, yeah, no, or is I think he's confident. I feel like it's a bit of both, man. I don't know. No, I don't think. I, I don't okay. think he's fed up. Sorry, Tosin, because if he was fed up, he wouldn't have signed the contract. I just feel his confidence has gone, and I don't know where it's gone and how but he lost why? it. I don't get where's it gone to, bro. Like, like, honestly, please, if you know the answer, tell us. Like, I think he's not scored from open play. 
since this opening not, day, boys. You know right, how alarming yeah. that. You know that little he had. Think about that Fulham goal. That would have been the same as the Tottenham. Yeah, similar, similar angle, similar scenario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, that, you know that interview you done before the um, North London derby, yeah. Donny looked like he was actually depressed, like he was about to commit. I was, conf- I was watching I it. Know, I was watching no, it, no. thinking, why does he sound like that? Like, yeah, it's, you it's know a what bit I mean. Mad. Like, it's it was weird mad. to me. I was thinking, bro, you're talking, you're saying the right things, but your body language, your your, your hat is tilted. Your bro, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> get, I, I don't get where his energy's gone. I don't understand. So, all right, so we're gonna um, move on. Well, before we do, I've just got a quick question for. Um, my boy sees strides. Um, a lot of people, especially Roy Keane, went on to Jose and your style of play um, of how you did the second yeah, half. Um, I want to hear from because me personally, like you need to do whatever you can to win it. Rubbish, I, and I, I see no issue. Rubbish, man. D- Sooners, whoever else saying, "Oh, it's boring to watch." If there were six thousand yeah, fans Sooness, yeah, in there, yeah, yeah six thousand fans in there, like what would they accept that? Probably not. Yes, we would. We're two 0 up in, in the North London derby. Listen, I don't care if we stink out every home game if we win the game one or two 0 and win the league. Not that we're going to, by the way. But what I'm saying is, I've got no problem with it. I don't think we played badly. I thought we took our chances. We were very clinical. I'll be defended valiantly. Like I don't see how pundits can come out after the game after us winning it and try and create some negative narrative behind the performance. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, man. I like, honestly, I was vexed watching it because sometimes you've got to give teams like us who have been for years suffered yeah. mediocrity mm. in these big games. We've been hit Care for fives and yeah. sixes against mm. City, fives against Chelsea, f- fours and fives against Liverpool. And now we're actually starting to turn up. How many times in the, in previous years have we been tuned up at Old Trafford and lost 5-2? Yeah. Mm. Been tuned up against Arsenal, lost 5-2, mm-hmm. back-to-back. But but now we're playing with a little bit of a, of a defensive shout, style and, and, yeah, and a bit yeah. and a bit of shape. They want, fickle, and, do you know what I mean? Very but, fickle. But they'll be the same, say they say but they're the same people that will say, oh, Tottenham are bottlers, they yeah. don't do it in the big games. Yeah. Make your mind up. What do you want? Do you want us to, mm. to turn up in big games or do you want us to, to go into big yeah. games and get beat? So, so we're gonna we're gonna move there, Tab. Sorry, mate. Um so Calvin, coming ahead to the week, um, you guys I mean, you had an interesting game um, against Lask, but, you know, you qualified now um, and you've got the, your last game of your group um, against Antwerp at home. Obviously, the winner of this game, you get top sport. Um, what are you saying, bro? Yeah, like, we obviously want to try and get the, the best possible draw next round. So, um, yeah, we want to win that, which I think we should do. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know what the score will be. I take Europe. I say it every week. Europa League to me is just until it gets to the knockout, whatever. But we have got to be winning those those kind of games. So I'm gonna say a three 0 Spurs win. Nice. And then obviously your next league game um, is away to Crystal Palace. Um, how are you feeling for that one? Um, this potential tricky game because obviously the last few we've played the the bigger teams, the better teams, and we've played on a counter. I don't I think we'll have more of the ball against Palace and it may be a case of trying to break them down will be difficult, but we're confident. We're coming off the back of a North London derby win. We're unbeaten in well, since the beginning of the season. It's this first day of the season. So you'd expect to win. I'm gonna say two 0 to Spurs keep the good run going. Ah uh, cool. Thanks for that one. And for my Arsenal fans and I'll cut you off there tab but I'll let you do you know close up for Arsenal. Um we've got Dot at home, sorry, away on Thursday. Um, we've obviously qualified the top of our group. And uh, what are you expecting in that game, bro? Um, 
I'll be honest, I don't really care about Europa at the moment. Obviously, as you said, we've qualified. It would be good for the uh, youngers to get a run out. Um, however, um, I do want to say one thing about Arteta Ball is that I think as all Arsenal fans uh, that I've been speaking to, you know, in the DMs and stuff, um, I think these next five games are crucial for Arteta's career at Arsenal. Um, so... Uh, I think we've got Burnley, we've got Brighton, we've got Southampton, Chelsea. Steady, steady on stadium. We're just going to do the next couple of games. So we've got, as you mentioned there, Burnley. Yeah, um, OK. Yeah, so that's Burnley. our next Premier League game. At yeah. the Emirates. Uh, so, yeah, I hope to really see an improvement uh, on all fronts from the manager, from the team. And if if we don't, then I, I, I don't know. Then, yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah, um, touching that Burnley game. And that Burnley game should really be um, a reaction from the club because we, it's a must win. Um, yeah. As we, I think every game now is a must win for Arteta. It's a relegation battle, isn't it? Really, that game. Uh, now you're moving a bit mad. mad. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You need to get that out, and yeah, yeah, you had to do what you had to do there. Um, this is the type of game when um, sometimes I'm just scored. By the way, Fiddy for my Vesta guard. Um, the type of game, you know, the, the likes of Aubameyang could score a goal and Lacazette, you know, get their confidence up. But as we all know, Burnley are not an easy opposition and they've just started that picking form. They drew to Everton. So, yeah, things are interesting. Um, but before we quickly move on to the next team, um, I've just got the notification here. I'm sure some of you guys have had um, uh, earlier to our conversations. Um, it's saying here, Millwall players to stand arm in arm with QPR ahead of kickoff at the Den. So they are playing tomorrow night. Um, they told their fans to respect any player who takes the knee. So we will see if, you know, the Millwall fans or the supporters are going to listen. So um, we'll keep an eye on that and we'll touch base on that next week um, and, and see what happens from that. So that's quite interesting to come out. Um, moving on to the next game on the weekend, um, we're going to go to, um, I believe it was oh, another club, unfortunately, that decided to boo the stand. United went to Stratford to play West Ham. United fans, <coughs> shaky start, but you got the three points and three goals. Talk to us. Yeah, man. Uh, very shaky start. First half was a complete joke. Um, we were pretty much it was it was like we weren't even on the pitch in terms of um, the the th the threat that West Ham were consistently able to, to pose to us, especially in behind um, throughout that first half. I mean, Bowen was picking up the ball in wide areas, <coughs> making the like the likes of Alex Tellez look like like a, an, an average Joe. Um, and really, it, it, it brought out a lot of questions about Alex Tellers uh, defensively. Uh, we all know how good he is um, going forward. But yeah, defensively in that first half, he, he, he looked very, very out of sorts. Um, I think Bowen actually... Um, put the ball in the back of the net in the first half, but it was it was then pulled back and disallowed. Uh, I, looking back at the replay, Char, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it actually offside in the end? It, I think when looking at the replay, uh, the <sighs> offside was... Yeah, I yeah, think it, yeah. I think it might, he might have just been on. Um, but yeah, that was really, you know, how the first half went. Wave after wave of attack from, from West Ham almost. 
Um, I think Haller had a really big chance uh, to, to put them to put them ahead before they actually did go ahead. Um, but he slipped. Uh, he slipped uh, at the last at the last and, and wasn't able to actually get a shot away. Um, but yeah, I, from from my perspective, I was thinking that the, the game could have been over at half time. The way we just did not turn up for for it at all. Um, I don't know whether it was the the fans being back in the stadiums antagonising us, um, maybe a shock to the system for the players. I'm not even going to try and make excuses if I'm honest. It was just uh, a poor, a poor, poor, poor um, first half. Um, Char, what did you think about the second half? Um... Yeah, we um, made a few changes. I think we, we two of them were f- forced. Mm-hmm. I think we took Cavani and um, Van der Beek off and brought on Rashford and Bruno. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we've been making sorts of like jokes about um, Bruno's impact on our team, but it's really simple. It's literally Bruno Buster C right now. <laughs> um, in the sense that, I personally, I think I was saying to prayers during the game, when I actually look at the get the game when he came on, I didn't actually think he had that much of an impact. I think obviously he set up the the goal that got us back into it, um, the Pogba goal. Um, but um, I didn't feel like, you know, with Bruno, he's all about his his sort of output. Um, he he said to be fair, he set up Rashford um, for a sort of chance where I think he hit the post. But I didn't feel like he was getting the ball as much as he has in other games. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, stats say that he I think he created like the most um, chances in, in in sort of the in Premier half. League, yeah, in a, in, in the season, yeah. um, in all five sort of top top European competitions or something like that. So clearly, I must have been sort of watching the sort of other things. But um, but yeah, in terms of the second half, um, yeah, we just looked like a totally different team. Um, they to be fair, I thought like West Ham started the half better. Um, but as the game went on, um, Rashford started running in behind. I think President said it on sort of previous pods that that that's his that's his his USP, um, and he needs to sort of keep doing it. But uh, yeah, he started creating the spaces for the likes of Pogba, um, Bruno to start picking up um, and then start dictating play. Um, and then yeah, we um, got back into the game. Obviously, Pogba with a sort of fantastic finish, um, Bruno assist. Um, then um, that finish from Greenwood, yeah. I, so basically, when that the goal happened, I think I was too busy calling man on the group chat. That I didn't actually <laughs> see the goal that much. I saw, I saw, I sort of just saw it fly in there, but I didn't actually look at what he'd done. But like, I think there was comparisons to sort of Van Persie, and I think it's sort of bang on. Like, the the goal was ridiculous. Like, like it's a the, banger, the, banger. There, there was really, no really need goal. for him to like, like. Fam. It was, it was, it was, a chance. It was from, it was it was from a bad touch. It was from yeah, a bad touch, basically. It wasn't actually a chance, basically. Yeah. Um, bad cross, yeah. bad touch, and he turned yeah. it into a, a, it turned, a great and, goal. And, Bro, and, let it be known, yeah. I was a Greenwood like, believer yeah. from day one. Yeah. Day one. So when he blows, yeah. <laughs> Bro, stops. yeah. It's a, it's a ridiculous goal, in it? And like, I think, um, yeah, as as you guys have just said, like it wasn't a chance, and he made it one. And he's, he's, he's at, at 19 years old, he's already the best finisher at the club, which says it all for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, a very good goal. Um, then um, there was a passage of play. I think Bruno got the ball to Mata. Mata for the first time through to um, Rashford. Rashford, um, Rashford sort of runs into it. And then, yeah, really cool finish, which he probably owed us that because he missed, um, I think, even a better chance with the whole Bruno the Bruno, um, um, Bruno ball. Um, and yeah, we just sort of just saw out the game. Um, we probably could have scored a few more. But um 
that game again, it didn't surprise me. Um, we know what we can do. We what sort of club that when we score one, we can score two or three quite quickly. Um, mm. So it was it was just a case of once we got the first goal, I, I was pretty confident we'd, we'd go on to win the game. They didn't. Look, I think they. Did, if you looked at West Ham, I think previously they uh, start the game well, um, but they usually sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of. Yeah, they sort of go go into their shell a bit. Um, so yeah, I, I always expected us to sort of come back and 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 to win the game. Um, but yeah, convincing victory. Um, that's that's five five away wins five in the Prem on the bounce now. Tomorrow, yeah, so um, we're making a habit of it. Um, I don't think it's. Um, I think we were talking before the pod about w- what we look like. I mean, basically, we are. Um, I think with a goal with a game in hand, we are only three points, four points off the top of the league. Um, so you could easily get sort of ahead of yourself. And I, I know Man United Twitter is definitely doing so. But yep. I think personally, um, it's going to catch up with us if not now later. Um, so I think we need to rectify this situation. We need to start games well and finish games well. Um, no one's expecting us to be perfect in every game, but this whole thinking that we can go goal down and just blitz goal teams free, it's just it's, it's just not going to be it's not gonna, it's going to be days where we hit the crossbar like five times and we just it, yeah. it, it, we won't go in. Yeah. So yeah, we need to rectify that. But um, yeah, good, happy with the win anyway. What what you remember, what, Char? Remember when I said to you, I don't know, it's a few weeks back now about Rashford coming off the bench as an impact player. Done it again, yeah. He's done it again, man. Like against Leipzig, he did it, and he's he got a hat trick, and he's done it. He's done it here, and he, it, I don't know. It feels like I don't know whether it's more. like a, yeah, it's like a hunger to to influence the game and come up and come on and impact the game. And yeah. he straight away stretches teams. Do you know what I mean? Because they yeah. know he's threatened behind, so he stretches teams, and then that leaves more space in the in the the little and pockets just, set be, is, just behind. Yes, his skill set is perfect for it. Like when the yeah. team is sort of what like Wilter in, exactly. I've got like exactly. they've been um, they've been sort of um, dropping deep for the most of the game. He literally one one burst of run it just changes the the way they're thinking. Exactly. So he's definitely got skill set for it, but he's literally undroppable in most games, isn't it? So, That's the thing. Yeah, That's the thing. I don't know. But I think yeah. So Ollie's got he's got decisions to make. I think what's really surprising about United this season more is. I'm 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 a bit surprised at how many options we actually do have now. Like when I look at our squad, when the beginning of the season I was like, nah, we needed X and we needed Y. And I think as the season goes on, it will come come back to bias in the back that we didn't sign a centre back mm-hmm. that was of quality. But in terms of our sort of options going forward, we've got a lot of different variety of players that can come on and make a difference in in different situations. Yeah. I think now we just need to find a way to play where we don't have to rely on the number 10 to, to basically feed us the ball exactly. um, but but yeah uh, it, it's, it's looking okay we've obviously got um, I know you're going to touch on it anyway Munya, but we've got a big game tomorrow so I think this week especially could be a very very big week for in terms of the course of our season let's um, run it bro we're going to go straight yeah. to your reviews so obviously um, your last game in the Champions League um, I mean you got back into the game against PSG, but they then went on to score a very, very good goal. Um, I know you said it was basic, or was it you? Someone just tried to call it off, but come on, Neymar did a mazzaline. Yeah. Wait, who awesome. said it was basic? Someone, who? someone did it off. Someone was I said the goal wasn't that great. I think Char, oh don't let me put up the receipts, bro. Char, wow, I don't. I don't. I, what the last goal? 
Um, the I, one, yeah, was it? Wait, was it three two three one or two one? Yeah, chart, three, chart three, defense one. team ready to ready to. I think it was three one, but I put up the receipts. I might be wrong, so I do apologize in advance. But I, I, if if I said that, I'm not sure I remember if I did in it. But if I said that, it was definitely wasn't about the second the, the third goal. The third goal was rippage, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I, that was I took it as it is, isn't it? Like, but the first goal, I think it was. You know um, what's funny about the third goal? Yeah, where people, I think you said it as well. Where like where um. Maguire basically dived in and he slipped and people you were like um, yeah but he does that to everyone fam he doesn't do that to everyone bro as in like no sir he sent back is moving mad like that on the floor what? like all the way no no bro watch the thing I'll again you why because you forget okay look, think about the, the concept of what was happening bro we Maguire was in what's uh, Maguire doing bro he's in there he's in there I know I know what's he doing He's, bro, he's, bro, he's 90, 90 plus minutes. Don't he's trying to win the ball back. He's not trying to uh, sh- um, try, try to usher man, um, usher man back into goal. He's trying uh, to win the ball back. Of course he's going to dive in. Like, obviously, bro, when it's on the way, it's a little bad, isn't it? But <laughs> it, 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 looked, it looked all kinds of it bad. Peak, it looked still. peak. It did look peak. That's, 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 that's my point. But yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah, 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 the game was... Um, yeah, obviously, we weren't touching it too much in it. But... Um, it was a game of fine margins. I remember saying when it was one-one that the chances that we missed were going to come back to bite us, and it, and they did. Simple as that. The difference between us and PSG is they name like Neymar came came clutch when they needed. And they had to play more. We should have taken our chances as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah. To be fair, I didn't. I was more angry at the chances missed than the way we played as a whole. We created chances. We, mm. we I feel like we. Before obviously the third goal, we just we were in the game. The red card was obviously a massive thing for us in the sense that it changed the way we sort we sort of set up. There was probably questions are allowed to be asked about why Ole didn't bring Fred off sooner. Yeah. I think me and Prez were sort of going back and forth in the sense that on one side it was, oh, like we like he should take him off in his yellow card, he's like a walking disaster, basically. But on the other side, I'm thinking that we were actually playing well towards the end of the first half. And I understand why Fred was important to that because if you saw what Neymar was doing, he was literally just trying to drop into those pockets behind McTominay and Fred. And I don't think any of our other centre mids would have picked up the runners like Fred does. Um, but I think, again, I think I think in that particular situation, hindsight is a very funny thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Literally, however, yeah. however, yes, he was playing pl- playing well towards the end of that second half, but awesome. he was moving mad, bro. Yeah. You, I there think was, like he was, he, he, his head was going. You, yeah, I mean, yeah. you could see you it. Could, you could see it, and I think there, as a manager, you need to make a decision. Make a thing, yeah. no, and right. I think he should have made that decision. I Although I hear he, you, but yeah. yeah, I think it was the wrong decision. Do you know? Do you know? I, I think from uh, sorry, Monia, just one more thing. I think from Oli's point of view, I think he was just trying to give him that sort of confidence to say, "Listen, I know I that do, you've been yeah. booked. Like, mm. just keep your head on. Um, we need you in this game. You know, bring it home, kind of thing." But obviously, he's not done that. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll take the flak. So obviously now, um, last game, um, it's not so much of a must win. A draw will see you through to the next round. Um, how realistically, how, what do you think is going to happen? Because obviously, Leipzig know this is a chance. It's um, a must win for them, if anything. Um, they'll be coming. Was... They'll be coming on smoke. If I'm on honest, smoke, especially bro, yeah. especially after what we did to them, at, you know, the home the home uh, uh, fixture. They'll be they'll be on smoke, and they have been on smoke at home as well. Like in in like in terms of league form, like the only thing I'm really hanging on to is the fact that you know we've been 
performing really well at home for the past 15, uh, away for the past 15 games. Um, and, you know, we have enough talent to get a result and all we do need is a draw. But it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really, tough really game, tough. Man. Tough game. And I think with the fact that Marshall isn't, even though he hasn't been scoring, his pace on the transition is massive away from mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously with him missing, Cavani's not going to be, he's not, hasn't travelled to, it's not a, it's not a, oh yeah, United play well away from home, we should do the job. It's going to be a lot diff- more difficult than I think yeah. it's going to be. But I, I, again, the results, we can, there's two results that can go in our favour and there's one result that can go in their favour. They have to win. We we ha- we cannot, ha- we, we should go to win what we can afford the draw. So, hundreds. yeah, it's, it's going to be a tricky game and I'm, I'm on edge about it personally, but, but yeah. Are you both um, just need a confirmation? You get the dub. I think we'll. If you want receipts, I know what people are trying to do. They're trying to get receipts. Mono anyway, no, no, we should get the dub. We should get the dub. What do you mean? It's just a normal procedure. We should get the dub. We should get the dub. We should get the dub. Take it as it is, man. Dub, dub, dub. Ah, cool. And then there's a mouth-watering game of the weekend. The derby. Yeah, bro. Um, you guys at home to obviously Man City. Um, Saturday half five kickoff. Wait, that's two back to back games. games. Yes, yeah, what I said. Yeah, this week she's gonna be a quite. I think quite a big defining moment for our season. To be honest, um, not really, man. I you think, think? No. We lose this game then against what? City. I you think still got a game in hand. Yeah, but City will go three, and they got their game in hand too. To be honest, I want I want a win from this game. I honestly want yeah. a win. Like in in our last three games at home against City, I think we've only got one win, um, but we've had good performances and good results elsewhere against City. Um, so, yeah, I think our last home game against City um, was was Bruno's debut in the derby, and we yeah. we got the win there. Um, so yeah, let's see what happens. But it's gonna it's gonna be a a, a difficult game, no doubt. Yeah. So no more. I mean. I ask if it's going to be win or lose, or <laughs> you can ask, bro, but you know, you might not get a response. <laughs> I feel like I'm more confident about the city game than I am with Leipzig, to be honest. But, um, really? yeah, I yeah. honestly, Ole, there's a lot, more pressure. There's a lot more pressure on the Leipzig Man game. City, yeah. Ole has got good record against Man City, he does, he does, yeah. But we've right. been moved to by City at Old Trafford before, still mm-hmm. under Ole, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we should. We should, I, I'm expecting two wins out this week, innit? But now I've said that. Now, nah, bro, back your team, man. Um, Pete, or shall I move on? Yeah, let's move on, man. <laughs> no worries. Hey, Jakey, what one, bro? You've been quiet. Oh, I've just been listening in, boys. I've been listening in. I know our listeners every week get the pleasure, so I thought I'd give myself a little bit of it. You know what I mean? So you lot played um, Leeds. Um, was it home or away? Did you? It was at to... home to the day Leeds. The day yeah. Leeds come. Fans back in the stadium as well. There, obviously, London tier two things. Yep, got to, got to see the Blues back. And you know what? That was a, it. Was a really good game. It was genuinely a really good game. Chelsea in the first minute or two minutes had a couple of good chances, but obviously we conceded the first goal of the game to Leeds' first attack. It was a case of ball gets cleared out, and Calvin Phillips just doesn't get tracked by Havertz. Calvin Phillips plays a brilliant ball into the space behind Zuma and Silva. Mendy gets really stuck in no man's land, doesn't come for the ball, doesn't stay on his line, just really indecisive. It's the first time I've seen Mendy be like that, where he just doesn't know what he's doing. Bamford just rounds him, puts the ball in there. Obviously, a former 
youth prospect for us. We had him for like five years. He never touched the pitch for Chelsea. Never really looked like he ever would, to be fair. So that obviously meant would have meant a lot to him. I know a lot of people said that Zuma was to blame for that goal, but I don't really see that. I think he's third in line. Because like I say, he could maybe be tighter to Bamford, but the pass is just a brilliant pass by Calvin. And I think Havertz could have done his job better and sniffed out the pass. I think if Mendy was more assertive, then that that doesn't go in. But hey-ho, real end-to-end game. But we were always in it. We were always creating chances. I mean, Mason Mount, man of the match, eight chances created in the game. That's the most for any Chelsea player for five years in the Prem. I mean, for me, I think Mason Mount is one of the, if not the most improved player this year in the league. I genuinely believe that. I think he's just been excellent. I think you could easily make an argument he's been our best player all season. And he was really running the show. The Leeds press, obviously, is quite phenomenal, especially for a promoted team. They are everywhere. They will play you man-to-man. But we were beating it a lot. And it, a lot of it was to do with him, especially someone like Thiago Silva. He was just playing one-touch passes and just breaking the midfield. And we were at them straight away. First goal comes from really nice build-up play from the right-hand side, where Ziyech sort of holds two men, plays it off to Rhys James, and he whips a ball into that near post. And Giroud gets a tap-in. Um, I know Havertz has been subject to a lot of criticism for not playing up to his price tag. But he's unlucky in the sense that if Giroud doesn't tap that in, Havertz is literally right behind him to put it in himself. So we're still looking really good. We're still taking it to them. Second half comes. Timo Werner obviously misses his big chance where we whip it in from a corner. Giroud nods it on. And how Timo Werner misses, I think, defies the laws of physics. Like that. He should have tapped it in. I think we all know that. He got a lot of stick for it. But, it, looked like a, it looked like a clearance, man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, he just he went with it with his wrong foot. Because like he, yeah. he's right foot guy, he went for it with his right foot. Where if he just swings his left at it, I, it's even more impossible to miss. Yeah. But I want my striker doing that. I'd rather him go for that and try to make sure it goes in rather than just leave it. Because don't get me wrong, I would say it's going in, but it's not definite. Mm-hmm. And then second goal comes from... Zuma header from Mount Corner. We're the most dangerous, well, we have been in terms of goals scored, the most dangerous team in the Premier League by set pieces. That's now our seventh goal from a set piece. Like, Mount's delivery, along with people like Zuma, Silva, now either Giroud or Tammy, depending on who's on. Havertz has got height at 6 2. Ben Chilwell, surprisingly, really good in the air. We're being dominant there, which, considering last season, where especially defensively, we were horrific. It's a nice change. Like that reminds me of the Chelsea teams of old, where we were a real threat going forward on our set pieces. Continued to dominate the game. You know, we just we kept being on top. Leeds did have one or two opportunities. There was, but there were the only thing that they really had was Perveda got a challenge upon him by Chilwell, where Chilwell kicked his foot and Perveda didn't go down and didn't get the call. And I know there was a debate and the coverage at the time saying that he should have been rewarded for staying up, which is sim- symptomatic of the fact that players almost feel like they have to go down to get the penalty. But I think it's a case of you have to show the ref there was enough contact. Like, he's not going to go back. Otherwise, he's just going to see that it's not enough contact for him to go down. It's a shame, but it is the truth. Leeds obviously pushing more and more men up. They're subbing off defenders for attackers to try and get that equaliser. And then we... 
break them in the well sorry we challenge them in the, our third a nice little bit of build-up play Kovacic sends Werner through Dallas well Werner is that quick sorry that Dallas can't even hold him back pull his shirt the way he left him was peak yeah <laughs> like just utter utter pace and Werner leaves him dead behind squares it on a plate for Pulisic 3-1 it was it was a good game for us like the big downside is for me ZH went off injured yeah. So Do you know what the injury is? Yeah, Lampard confirmed today he was pr- expecting a couple of weeks. Oh, but he, he's going to know more when he does his pre-match tomorrow, which does leave us quite thin at wing because Hudson-Odoi also picked up an injury yesterday. Yikes. So now we only have Pulisic and Werner as our out-and-out wingers. But as I said in the pod before the game, like I really wanted to see how we dealt with Leeds Press. We were phenomenal. We, were, like, we really did break their press a lot. So, for me, no complaints here whatsoever. Had a lovely, lovely time watching that game once we equalised. Part of the three-point gang. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, Loki have a squad in depth, you know. Bro, the squad is nuts. I was breaking it down today before the game. Like, yeah. your bench, like, your bench is strong, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happens when you spend 200 million after not after having a transfer ban? But that, that was the point of bleeding in the youth. Like, mm. Tammy, Mason... You know, Reese James. Like yeah, so yeah, James it's not even it's, like stars now. Exactly, it's not even like it's not even like the the, the money it that you spend. Yeah. It's the it's the young bucks that yeah. are. Well, I I say this, and I think Reese James has been the best right back in the competition this year. Facts. Yes, I can right. agree with that. Facts. And come the Euros, if he's not starting, he has to be number two at right back. Yeah, but I'm not yeah, saying he'll beat out Trent. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Trent is <laughs> the best right back in the world. I think Southgate kind of rates James more, though. Ain't nah, even, uh, ain't I don't think. I think uh, he needs Andy to start Trent. If Trent is fit, he starts. But what I'm saying is that if for some reason Trent's not there, Reese has to be starting. Yeah, Reese is guaranteed second. And even, you know what? You're right, to be honest. Like, if we if we put feelings aside, he's probably pushing Trent for that starting spot for England. He is. Uh, yeah, he is. I just 100%. think that I just think that um Trent probably offers more or has more about him going forward. But Reese is not far, man. I like that off name alone. Put it this way though, I, I feel like Trent gets skin more than James for me personally. He does. Like, Trent has done it for longer. Like I, I can happily admit <laughs> that. That's why I say Reese where if yeah. Trent isn't there. Because Reece if he is there, Trent piece. needs to start. Trent just offers something. I think we, you, you boys were discussing it when it came to the Tottenham Arsenal game about how deeper crosses aren't feared. Mm-hmm. When it's Trent putting in a deeper cross, the Wolves centre backs they were dropping them immediately <laughs> when Trent came yeah. on. Brilliant. Mason mm. Mount, I mean, obviously early in the season with the whole him and Grealish thing was getting stick left, right, and centre. All he's done is come out and prove that he is a certified starter in this Chelsea team. He's not getting there because Frank's got an infatuation with him. Yeah, I did not expect him to be starting <laughs> as much as he did, to be but fair. But I can't, I can't believe people run with that agenda, though, man. I didn't what? get it. I the actually Lampard didn't get the, the, Yeah, I didn't get no, but it. To I, be fair, I, I true. you know when you were looking at all the signings Chelsea made, Mount was the easy name to leave out. He was like the one that everyone's like, nah, he's not going to be the starter. But, bro, he's actually he's more certain than a lot of their players that you thought would, would have been starting. I rate Matt, man. I like him a lot. I think he's a good player. I think he can add more goals to his game. But, um, yeah, I think he's, he's a good player. I, I, I agree with that. But I think right now what he's doing is just 
at yeah, yeah. Tremors. And he is, he's our set piece taker, so he's going to get hopefully get a couple more free kicks. And he mm. showed towards him last, in like last game of, that, of last season against Wolves, like he scored a beautiful free kick. He's got it in him without a doubt. But I think he, right now, the way we are scoring, he doesn't have to score. Yeah, of course. Either. He's, not, he's not having to force it. But then again, West Brom, he scored an absolute screamer. But Jake, are you worried about uh, Werner's form? Just like seeing, obviously, you mentioned about him missing yeah. big chances. Do you think, I'm not uh... worried because he's getting in the positions. Like he and he is making a lot of it himself. Don't get me wrong; it's never nice to see your 55 million pound striker missing these chances. But he is constantly getting in the right positions. And I was reading um... up on it. So you think of like expected goals, like Son this year. I think he's got something like three and a half, four expected goals. He scored 11. Like, massive overperformance considering to what the, the numbers would suggest it, right? Mm. Timo Werner is pretty much expected goals. Like, for Leipzig, he scored 91 goals at 89 expected goals. So, for me, he will fire. He will fire. It is a case of you just got to have those little bits of fortune come together. Like, he'll, he'll score one, then all of a sudden he'll go on a run and he will just not be able to stop scoring. That's the way I see it. I'm not worried because he continues to get in the positions, but not only that, he's putting himself in those positions. Like He's going on dribbles. He is beating a man, then taking a shot instead of just getting there. Like That, that one where he's cleared Giroud's shot on the line, that's so yeah. unfortunate. Like That's not him putting it straight to the keeper. That is just a sheer stroke of bad luck yeah. like, it'll come for him it's not like an Aubameyang Arsenal worry it's like Werner is like he's actually trying he's causing trouble mm. he's uh, yeah. it, it reminds me of like what's, uh, what's his name Sadio Mane I have kind of that thing as well where he's like not scoring not putting away his chances but he's active well, and he's busy, at least yeah. at least that's what you yeah. want in it and in fact he's like evolved, he's getting assists and stuff like that like that I mean like I say exactly, that one yeah. Pulisic he just he went that quickly yeah, he to him, Dallas man. the only time I remember something like that happening was in the 2012 World Cup when Gareth Barry had a 30 yard head start on yeah. Thomas Muller and couldn't I couldn't hack <laughs> that, that angered me so much because that was oh no sorry it was 2010 wasn't it because that was the game where mm. Lampard scored his goal and they didn't count it. Even it was it was Ozil, wasn't line. it? That burnt that burnt. Bar- bar- yeah, it was Ozil. 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 Was it yeah. Ozil? Fucking hell. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Muller, I'm thinking Muller, Muller ain't doing that. That's what I that's the only time I can remember someone just beating that badly for pace that they couldn't even foul him to stop him. Mm-hmm. Be my guy Ozil, sorry, whoever on that one. <laughs> Jake, I was gonna ask, who's your uh, preferred centre forward at the moment? I would say it is a hard one because I think Giroud is the better player right now. He is. Like, he's got 11 years on Tammy. Like, he just, he's got that more innate sense of where to be. Whereas with our creative players, that's really valuable. And everyone likes playing off him. Like, Eden Hazard said he was the best target man in the world. Eden Hazard loved playing off him because he knew how to do those little flicks around the corner. Mm-hmm. He knew how to hold off a man. But I do want to see Tammy playing more because he is our striker of the future. All right, Jake. Is so, he I think so. I think he definitely can be. Like, he can score 15, 20 goals in the Prem. You get the same from Werner. I can see him in a couple of years being in one of the mid-table teams, man. Because he was doing job in the Championship, and I don't know what happened when he came to the Prem, man. Well, when he came to the like, start of last year, he was one of the informed strikers in the league. He was doing yeah. what Calvert-Lewin mm-hmm. was doing. But then he year. went on like a 10-11 game run of not scoring. Yeah, but, and that was when he was picking up injuries. Don't get me wrong, I'm not excusing him. And if he doesn't well, make it, he doesn't make it. Well, it is what it sounds is. Like, like, do I think he can do it? Yeah, I do. I do. 
All right, Jake, so um, things are all gravy in Chaps. Um, you've talked to a group more or less. Cause, I mean, you've got Krasnodar, um, unless, you know, they beat you with a mad gold difference. Um, I don't yeah. know if Seville can even catch up to you. So that's all happy days there. But I know I stopped Havel from going about Arsenal's next fixtures, but you have um, an interesting run of fixtures. You do, um, you do. Like, I don't think, I don't know how we've just only noticed this now, but I'll quickly run it through. So your next Premier League game is um, Everton away. Mm-hmm. Then you got Wolves away. Yep. Then you got um, your um, other London uh, rivals, West Ham at home. Then you've got the other London rivals, Arsenal um, away. Mm-hmm. Somewhat informed Aston Villa um, away. And then Man City, sorry, Villa at home and Man City at home. So six tough games for Frank. And that's all within probably the next month. Yep. This oh, month, um, sorry, I should say. You, you I mean, can pull up the receipt because I did say this. We had a hard run in a, pre- a previous pod. I, I oh. make sure to mention it. I make sure to get that excuse in early. No, um, it's, it's <laughs> going to be tough. Like, it was always going to be tough. And those fixtures do make it like that. But it is a case of, with Krasnodar, because we have already qualified, like Lampard's already said, it's a case of, right, Kepa's starting. Billy Gilmore is going to start. Get him Kepa's, oh, wow. yeah, Kepa's back in the fold. And he's already said he wants to he wants to start players that aren't getting game time. So you're thinking in the last game against Sevilla, we put in nine changes. You could see a lot of that happening again. So a whole new defence. It's like Billy Gilmore, Jorginho will start. I imagine Kovacic will start. I bring up the lack of wing depth. I would rather see someone like Tino Andrin, who's one of our young players, get the start over, say, Pulisic or Werner, just to give them the rest to make sure and to give him more experience because at the end of the day, it's a dead rubber. But you're right, Everton away, that is a that is a that can be a really tough game because we know how well James has acclimized himself. I was going to slap them, man. I, I mean, we easily could because if they play 3-4-3, three, I can just see Pulisic and Werner running riot against their wing backs. Like it won't be an Unkuku because it won't, still it won't right? be as a pretender. Uh, uh, um, yeah, he'll get man. caught out. Soon Real pretender, man. Yeah. So I is, is that's, could, is a, but, is it, Sorry, Jay. He's adapted that raw bit well, though. I mean, he, get, he going has, forward, but, but going he doesn't forward, offer man. anything going back at all. Yeah, to be fair. It's, it's not that, but it's just the fact that you're putting people to say it will be in, in Kunku have had, what, let's say five games max, not even that, in that role, and you're putting Pulisic and Werner against them. Some he the probably will change it up then. He'll probably change up for them. They need to get so, some of their wing-backs over from fit. Jake, before we move away from you, so obviously that's six, you know, interesting fixtures for you guys. And um, I know we did Calvin, we gave him uh, three fixtures with... Uh, Obviously, the teams that they played, I know six is a bit a lot, but I just want to hear from you. From those six games, what? Read them what, out what to me again. So Partic- I reckon Everton win. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember all the rest of them. There was so, so okay, I'll go for So Everton away, yeah. you're saying win. Wolves yeah. away. I will go for a win there as well. West Ham at home. I don't like West Ham at home, but I, I'm going to back my team and say win there. Arsenal away. See, this is like that's going to be the bogey game because you lot are going to go on a shit run and then you're going to come to that game and turn up and get a scrappy draw. That's a big Chelsea man, dub. big man, right now, I don't know if that's even possible. That's a Chelsea dub written all over it, man. Yeah, I can't lie. I, I do want us to absolutely embarrass you, 
But then again, like last year, we played you really well, and then Martinelli decided he was going to have his coming but out Jeff, party this, against Angolo Kante. And what's his name, Lacazette? Certain. I, I, thought, I, I knew it. Was Can we focus, please? <laughs> <laughs> like focus. Lacazette was doing a backup dancer. Yeah, but let's we focus. Should, we it? should win that game. We should. We should go to Arsenal the way you're playing right now and the way we're playing <clears> right now and beat you. We should beat you. Okay. Um, so that's a Boxing Day fixture, of, and then um, you have Aston Villa at home. That will be the trap game because that is two days after, isn't it? So yeah. you think you got to play Arsenal bigger than you do Villa, and so that one I will go for a draw. Okay, and then last game from that is um, Chelsea. Sorry, of course Chelsea against Man City. Your home, your home to Man City. That one, I'm going to say, I think that will be, because you've got to predict a loss somewhere, I think that will be a loss, because people are saying City are washed. I can't see that. De Bruyne is just getting better and better. I think they're starting to get people fit again. You're starting to get a bit more consistency with the defensive selection, so you're starting to get a bit more rhythm. Don't get me wrong, they're not the City of old that walked the league and got 100 points or whatever, but there's still far too much quality in that team to put them down. So I think that's where the fixtures, especially where we're struggling, that it'll just be the pile-up of them, sorry. I reckon Love that's that. where the loss will come. Love that. So potential 13 points out of 18. Um, thanks for that, Wisey. Um, last but not least, um, he's on his own today because Kenneth's out here enjoying um, somewhere in Spain, catching them rays. Andy. Yo. Liverpool, talk to us, my bro. Come on, man. What do you want to know, bro? Another convincing, convincing win. Yeah, um, very, against very Wolves. convincing. I can't lie. Uh, going into that game. Actually, let me start with last weekend against your club, um, Arsenal. I was thinking, rah, we got these, these lot next week. Um, with, with our defence, I'm thinking we're going to struggle. And when I saw the lineups as well, their sprint team is nuts. They got Neto, they got Adama, they got Podench. Um, they've had, they got another. Who else? Who, who did they have? Neves and Moutinho in midfield, and then they got Semedo, uh, Marcel. Like it was just Neto as well. Neto, yeah, I mentioned Neto earlier. Oh, okay. Just sprinters in it. So I'm thinking this is going to be long. I'm looking at our team now. We've got Calamity Nico. We've got um, our young <laughs> keeper Kelleher. So I'm thinking, yeah, this might be a disaster. Uh, it was the complete opposite, man. We controlled the narrative from minute one to, you know, to until the game was finished. Um, yeah, first goal came from O'Connor Cody. Uh, mistake <laughs> that he likes to do against Liverpool. Salah agent. just, <laughs> he's an agent, man, but we move. Uh, Salah um, took advantage and slotted it in. Um, I think... Then was the penalty um, incident, right? Or did we go 2-0? No, nah, I think it was like 1-0. It was like 1-0, yeah. So, Conor Cody um, dived um, and actually celebrated winning the penalty. Everyone's going mad. The referee actually blew for that. And I was I was thinking, rah, like, this is this is far from a penalty. But obviously, uh, VAR reversed it. Uh, this doesn't happen to anyone apart from United. So, I was completely shocked <laughs> about it. Um, and then the 2-0 was the Semedo own goal. Bro, I can't even remember, man. The Semedo own goal, I think. No, I think that was the third goal, wasn't it? Third goal was Matip. Well, now, Matip was the last goal. 
I can't even remember, man. No, Matip. What's the Matip? The tomato was a lot. So, okay. <laughs> you forgot your boy. Kenner's going to at you for this one. So, Salah with the first oh, goal. Oh, Genie. Genie was the second yeah. goal. Bins. Genie, yeah. second. Genie yeah. Bins, yeah. And then Matip third and then Samedo own goal. These Liverpool oh. fans don't even watch the game no more, man. They just put it on <laughs> oh, in the background. Luxury. <laughs> no, no, no. I watched it, but I just forget, man. I, I just uh, forget. Must be um, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, overall, I left <laughs> I left that game thinking, okay, um, we back, baby, because obviously early in that day, Spurs won. They they were top, on top of the league solo, solo dolo. But then obviously we came and joined them. We... So, so to interrupt you there, do you know what's funny though? Because um, obviously we had played already, and Jose's post match interview was saying, mm. um, I know obviously the goal difference was mad, but he really said. He, oh, I don't expect Liverpool to score many goals nor Wolves to concede that many. And when you look at that score, like 4-0 is a mm-hmm, big, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. and you look, That's actually quite good for the goal difference as well. Like, exactly. You don't expect to put four past Wolves. Yep. So I was extremely happy about that. I just want to shout out a few players. Um, Curtis Jones, I think he started a game of whack, but he started growing and growing. And I'm kind of seeing this point. I know Ken is a huge fan of him. Uh, thinks he's the next best thing out of Melwood. Um, I don't see that particular side yet, but although but I'm seeing a very good player, um, very neat, very tidy. Um, he can shoot. Um, he's extremely positive, which I like. Um, so yeah, man, shout out to uh, Jones, Nico Williams as well. Calamity, Nico. Um, he had a good game, man. <laughs> I can't lie. So first in the first half, he was up against Neto. Um, Neto didn't cause him any problems. And then in the second half, the manager switched Adama Traore because he wasn't doing anything against Robertson. Switched him to Nico, which then I thought, okay, yeah, Nico's going to get panned there. But Nico held his own against Adama as well. And then he got dragged off. And then obviously Golden Boy, Golden Boy came on and, you know, did a mazzoline for the fourth goal. Uh, but shout out Nico as well, man. He had a good game. I think this was one of his better games in recent memory. And I also want to shout out the goalkeeper, man. He didn't have that much to do, um, but he can boast about having two back-to-back clean sheets um, in his debut Premier League and Champions League games for Liverpool. Um, I don't know what to think of him yet, but for some reason, I'm more assured about him in being in goal than, um, what's his name, Adrian. So long may that live, man. <laughs> but yeah, champions elect, Spurs, joint, joint up with Spurs on goal difference. I think we'll catch up with Spurs in regards to the goal difference thing because I don't think Spurs score a lot of goals, although they have this season, but I don't see them doing that in the next couple of games. Whereas we have, you know, we've got Fulham next. We can stack pad against them. Um, and then obviously we've got Tottenham. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, as you mentioned, the next Premier League game is Fulham. As you said, you know, that should be an easy Um Dub and then obviously the champs. Um, you're top of your group, aren't you? Because you've qualified. Are you confirmed yeah. top or we are confirmed top, man? Yeah, so you've got Mitch Land. I mean, <laughs> yeah, as Kenna was saying, yeah, but thank fuck we don't have to hear that this week. Mm. Yeah, Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, I, I have to give them their props though, because in every single game they've played, um, they've been they've been pretty good to be honest, but they just don't have the quality to see see out these see out Oslo like Ajax at Atalanta. Yeah, um, and Liverpool, but they they're pretty good, man. They gave us a game at Anfield as well, so I'm intrigued to see how we're gonna do in Dortmund. They were playing in Dortmund. We can't play it. Sorry, sorry, they can't come to Anfield, so we have to play in Dortmund for COVID rules. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. mad. Yeah, so I don't know why, but the UK would not allow it. Because I think they're coming from a risk zone or something. Norway or Denmark or something. Something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's news. Um, but yeah, so standard procedures for you, man, in it. So. Yeah, man. Might face United in a round of 16. Hopefully, if they beat... <laughs> might face so, I mean, Andy, do you care to explain to our <laughs> listeners what that's about? Yeah, I mean, certains weren't aware that, you know, teams from the same nation are not allowed to face each other until the quarterfinal stages. I thought that was common knowledge, but clearly it wasn't. But yeah, so yeah, we might face them. <laughs> Hopefully they win that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be interesting this time next week we'll have the confirmed Champions League um groups finished and also Europa League and then we'll be entering the obviously we're in December now but yeah coming to the winter period in the uh, Premier League but as always guys you know the fantasy is picking up so this is where people start to pick up points we have midweek games where people be like ah shit when you forget um, keep up with our chat guys so on the socials whether it's on Insta and Twitter, as you all know, you must be following one of those. So, Thomas, if you want that shirt, um, you better be following us on that socials. None of this, uh, I didn't know. Um, but, yeah, thank you, guys. This is episode 43. Hey, free my guy Ozo, by the way. Free him up, yeah? Mm. We need him back for the streets. Safe. Thanks. North London is white. <laughs> In Peace, people. Hey, Connie.